there. Hello, Eric here, letting you know that Saturday, August 13th, I will be heading down to the Washington, D.C. area to be part of the Chad Duke Show 500th episode, live at the Tally Ho Theater in Leesburg, Virginia. There'll be rides and attractions, nonstop action, shows, animals, fireworks, too. It's about the most fun thing you can do. So round up the kids down to the Tally Ho Theater. Yeah, hello? What the hell are you doing? What? Where did you get this copy? I wrote it. There are no fireworks. Okay. Why the hell would we have animals? What would they even do? And there is no way in hell anyone is going to bring their kids. Yeah, but... (sighs) Come on, man. Get it together. Fine. 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 Hit the music. Everything I just said, well, that's not going to be part of the Chad Duke Show 500th episode. Live on August 13th, maybe, I don't know at this point, at the Tally Ho Theater. Location could change, who knows, in Leesburg, Virginia. It may move there, too. Monk's bald head will be there. Ant-Man's giant pants will be there. Jester and his catchphrase will be there. And Christmas blow molds will just be everywhere. Guaranteed to raise a ruckus, and a good time will be had by all. So head over to tallyotheater.com right now to get tickets. This event will sell out, okay? How was that? See, that read was perfect. Just like your shirt. (laughs) You dick. Joe Azer. You guys know we love Joe Azer. Thing about Joe is like, you know, he wants to buy or sell a house with you. He likes to, you know, he has a passion for real estate, but he'll answer any questions you have. If you just want to call him up, we've had so many of our listeners be like, hey, uh, I don't know if I can afford a single family home. And if I can, where does it need to be? Is this zip code cheaper than this zip code? You know, how is this area? Is it safe? Joe can answer all of those questions. 571-989-2937. 571-989-Azer. Uh, one of the friendliest dudes I've ever met in my life. And he's not a huckster. He's not a flim flam man. He's not a snake oil salesman. If you call him and you ask him for X, Y, and Z, he's not going to say, oh, you need to buy this townhouse. Or, oh, I got this apartment over no, he wants to work with you. He wants to make you comfortable. He's great at what he does. So uh, feel comfortable calling Joe Azer. And if nothing else, just keep his number. Put his number in your phone, um, honestly. If you have any questions about buying, or if you know somebody that does, like, hey, I, my, my uncle needs to, wants to move to the area. You know, wants to move. I live in Chantilly. He wants to move to Chantilly. Joe's your man. 571-989-Azer is the phone number. Uh, 571-989-2937. And make sure if you see him out at uh, the Tally Ho Theater on Saturday, you say hi. Very, very friendly guy. <laughs> host name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Neil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha. Delta. Yeah. Dukes. Dig it. There, but- you will speak when Jim Chester wants you to speak and not a moment before. It's a chat to show. Challenge you to donate fifty. It's a chat to show. It's a chat to show. Coward. It's a chat to show. 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 It's a ch
Yes, it is the Chad Duke Show on a good-looking... Oh, it's Friday afternoon, everybody. Glad to see you. Glad all those thunderstorms have dissipated. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Thank you for all the 50-star donators. Much appreciate you. All right. Looking good. Had a power outage here earlier. Getting that squared away. Saw Jimmy on his hands and knees. Walking around on the floor on his hands and knees, on his haunches, crawling around. What could be better on a Friday afternoon? Man, I was like, wow. I wonder if his wife's ever strapped one on and pegged him while he was doing something like that. That's immediately where you went, huh? Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's where I go. Hey, look, man, I'm just the passenger in the back of the stagecoach. I don't know. You know, I don't know who's the inner government drives where it wants to drive. Is yeah. that that's OK? Henry okay. Fonda's up there on the shotgun, like in 310 to Yuma. I just let him drive me. It's ben Wade's coming down to, to rob the, the coach. It's Ben Wade. Um, welcome, everybody, to the show. It is the Chad Duke show. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host with the most shoot. This is your free Friday episode. Of course, all everybody that subscribes gets it as well. But use this as a way to be our emissary. Going out to the masses like an apostle, Jimmy. I don't know what that noise was, but I'm going to ask you to hold off on it. I've been making some noises myself, so I know it's a bit <laughs> hypocritical. But Jimmy makes a lot of mom noises. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he's the things like she'll cluck his tongue like if you did something to piss your mom off. There was a there was an executive I worked with once that just did the uh, the mouth motorboat thing. Everywhere he went yeah. at all times. And I think it was just his brain wouldn't stop going in different directions. And it I disturbed think, everybody as he was walking sure. through the hallway. <laughs> I would make the argument maybe his brain hadn't started up, mm. is well, what I would there say. There is that. Yes. But uh, I am your host, Shooter. That is Jim Jester. As some circles he is known, of course, CD circles, back alley Jim circles, Daddy Jim to Daddy the to the rescue. Jim Daddy to the rescue. Uh, yep. Jim Daddy to the rescue. You got. Uh, Go, Jim Daddy. You got one producer with a little too much white privilege. It's Jim Daddy to the rest. Hey there, there boy. He is. Good, to, good to see you, Jimmy. How are you, buddy? Good, man. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you for being here, Jimmy. Uh, not only drove all the way down from Rosedale, Maryland, he picked up the beautiful merchandise for the live event out at Talio Theater. Thank you, Jim. No problem. Thank you to Bus Tees for getting that done. And, of course, thank you to... Loud Goat for making it all the way from Washington, D.C. in the horrible conditions that were outside there. Hello, Goat. Hello. It was terribly exciting. Terribly exciting to make the journey this evening. Uh, I figured leaving 90 minutes before our scheduled meeting time would be plenty, and uh, I was proven wrong. Yeah, it sounds like a bummer, but also um, it, it gave me a chance to put myself into a situation that I always hate being, and that's remembering being it, – it's a special type of – underwear in the crack of the ass where you're in the bumper to bumper traffic so you're already in a, in, a, in a poor mood and then you're low on gas so you're on a double mm-hmm. poor mood and then you're sitting there wondering am i going to just be the person everyone for 100 miles hates if i run out of gas in the middle of this fucking highway will i be that person and also with an appointment to get to so it was everything the eta kept going up the mileage left in the tank kept going down yeah. and the clenching kept getting tighter as i kept making my way slowly down i haven't the been road. doing much clenching tonight ah. um i'd like to um i'd like to apologize not only to our audience uh but of course to uh, both of you uh the the ass busting my God, the frog stepping! I have in my uh, I have in my hot little hand here. Boy, I tell you what, it's difficult for me to get away with eating fast food recently. Goat, now that we got the ring cam, oh, because I can't I can't take it into the house because the chick now she never gives me any shit, but she'll she'll hit me with the old "I'm worried about your health," mm-hmm. which. It's it's yes, it's better than being angry. It's worse than being angry is being disappointed. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather her say the tits. <laughs> yeah. I want nothing to do with them, and I, I, that would hurt. But it's just the 
you know, that would just be shame, which I'm used to. Um, but so I was, I was like hiding my cup, you know, because I had an extra uh, Coke Zero. <laughs> you put it under your shirt as you were approaching the front door. Well, they have a Coke. They have a Coke Freestyle machine. Yeah. Oh, and I took a picture, by the way. I, fuck, I forgot to send it to you. Do you know what they have in the Coke Freestyle machine? I'm unaware of the latest developments. Must be second generation freestyle machines because there's actually like a news uh, service on the front of the bad boy where they have like, oh. uh, upcoming flavors and stories. Oh, I, I thought you meant like at the gas station where they no, have no. that annoying feed that's going while you're trying to get your gas. Peach Cobbler Fanta. Get out. Yeah, that was the featured flavor. Wow. Which uh, I sampled and um, pretty good. Not okay. Bad. The, Did the, it have the... What? Essence of peach cobbler? Um, the fan, I, it, you know, kind of. Was, I, I don't know if they nailed it, but, but it, it was, was good. good. Yeah, okay. the Fanta Zero peach cobbler. I'd go ahead and pass on that. That was bad, but uh, they had my favorite Coke Zero, which is the cherry vanilla, which they inexplicably have stopped making and cans. So I was just uh, taking one to go. But I thought we could maybe start the show today, uh, the three of us, by playing a fun game <laughs> called "How much does a cheeseburger?" Fries and a regular soda cost at Five Guys on uh, August, let's just say mid-August 2012. Now, this is a freestanding Five Guys, not at the airport or attached to a theme park. Five Guys right like down that. the road from Okay. Here. Yep. I'm going to put it, uh, let's say, 1950. Okay. No bacon, by the way. Just oh, make oh. sure that's clear. I just got uh, just a regular cheeseburger. Then I will go with 1850. Okay. No bacon, excuse me. Um, Jim Jester. So I'm gonna work through the math here. Burger, let's say around about eight fifty. Okay. Fries are probably five bucks, and a soda in itself is three. So I'm looking at about seventeen dollars. Okay, All right, you're both way off. Oh. Um, it was twenty five ninety two. What was it? Oh. Yeah, huh? Which is how much it was? The cheeseburger was eleven thirty nine. Actually, oh chapter, my goodness. So Math was a little off. They also hit you up for tip at Five Guys now, which I didn't know. I oh. never experienced that. I'm not sure. Why? Because they don't bring the fucking food out to you. You have to get up and walk across the restaurant to the little I feel like ledge. That, that's a relatively recent development, at least since my last visit to a freestanding Five Guys. I got into a um, a scream, not a scream match, but I would say a heated exchange <laughs> yeah. with the wife because she wanted me to tip 20% on Uber Eats. Hmm. And I said... We're not doing that. Um, <laughs> that's for when you're in the fucking restaurant and the person makes 100 trips and they clean your shit up uh, and they give you a, big, a bunch of refills. I was like, this is a delivery fee. Like, this is the Domino's guy. You gave him five bucks, whatever it is. There's no difference. In fact, this is even more expensive because these outrageous service charges. They're getting you. Yeah. Or you subscribe. And she's like, no, you should tip 20% just like you do in the restaurant. And I thought that was somewhat ridiculous as someone who I, I like to think of myself as a generous tipper i was right. like there's just no fucking way i'm doing that i'm a big fan of tipping the person who brings the food to me if it's directly to my front door okay um i think i've never really put a percentage on it though i don't either That's, i did one merit yeah and usually it's kind of all right well here's x number of dollars on top i don't think about it like well it was 30 dollars, so i should put six dollars in there and if it's crappy out obviously you go a little higher I would say if the weather's really terrible, if they've saved you from leaving the house to okay. get food. Well, they all save you from leaving the house. Oh, that that yeah. is the service rendered. So I don't know. But I, how, how? if it's more terrible outside, then sure. I feel like there's a little bit of an extra stipend on top of that. A couple but, of problems I have with it is uh, with those services, now they ask for the tip up front. Now that's the other trick. Um, yeah. And I'm like, how do the fuck do I know? What if you, this is horrible service? What if they go to a neighbor's house, knock on the door, run away with your food? It's like you've experienced that. Almost like um, I was at least peripherally attached. 
attached to such an event. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you're going back and dealing with Uber Eats or DoorDash, and they're, oh, I'd say, about 50% of the time. I swear to God, Goat, I don't think they even read your reviews or look at your pictures. They just throw a dart at the yes, no, like the Zoltar. <laughs> they got a Zoltar machine, and they go, like, okay, we'll give them the money back, or they <laughs> won't. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't, I sympathize with the delivery person, but I, I just, I'm sorry. I'm already paying all these fees, and... I'm not giving you because I ordered a steak mm-hmm. instead of a pizza. Gotcha. I'm not giving you twenty dollars. It's almost more of a flat runner's fee as opposed to yes. based on your total purchase. That makes I think that makes sense. Yes. Um the five guys was absolutely delicious. And so part of me is like, fuck it, you know, as long as and it's the exact same as what I remember. Yeah. It was very clean. Uh boy, it, that's astronomical. It really was. And I was like, ah, you know, I hadn't been in a while, and I'm like, I ain't Coming back anytime yeah. soon. So God bless everybody. There's only about three people in there when I was there, including the, and I'm an overweight guy, but the orca fat couple that like, I don't know how they got through the door. And um, just as me and the, oh, as, dear. well, as corpulent as I am, I don't like going into five guys because I'm just a fat guy sitting there eating a cheeseburger and you're kind of, you know, just don't sit in the window. You feel weird. About it. it's, like yeah. being, it's like being in a peat booth. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like being in a nudie booth. <laughs> you're like, look at that guy. Everybody knows where you're going. Are you fucking pervert? Um, oh, you're ordering the small cheeseburger? I'm sure. Yeah. This big load was sitting there, and uh, it was bad enough. I mean, he was tragic. And then the wife came in, and she she's bigger than him. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, if I watch two people doing cocaine on the table, I might call, you know, <laughs> Hey, what are you guys doing? Like, get your lives together. Like, hey, hey, hey. There's no difference, right? I mean, they're just sitting there enabling each other. As I was just horking down Cajun fries. I mean, (laughs) yes. As long as you can recognize the glass house that you're throwing the stone from inside of, then... Never been a better, a bigger glass house or a larger stone, my friend. I'm like Sisyphus with picking the whole goddamn boulder up, going right through. Well, I'm happy you're here, goat. Thank you. Um, It is a, uh, it's a big show today because it is the Friday before. The Tally Ho Show, and uh, we got a little bump in ticket sales last evening, actually. Excellent. Nice. Kind of cool. I'm happy about that. I'd like to still move about 20 to 30 more if we possibly could. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, it's at tallyhotheater.com, <coughs> as we announced on Wednesday's episode, uh, Othman Boucher will be attending and up on stage. How about which I'm that? I'm very excited about Eric yeah. Nagel will be there. All the cast, I, will, I don't even know if I want to ask. Are you going to be there? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just so used to getting the dots in treatment. I got gotcha. you. Well, you I'm know. back in town from my trip that would have yes. prevented me from attending. Yes, so yes, that yes, worked yes. out. And thank yeah. you for that. I want to talk about your trip. But uh, Goat will be there. Anybody that you uh, like or admire from the program or entertained by, they will be there. Uh, we got prizes. We got giveaways. We got uh, amazing merch. Jester picked it all up. We got the fishing hats and the shirts and the koozies and the... I sent you a picture of the uh, the hot tuna fishing oh. club candles that we have <laughs> that amazing. are ocean scented. I'm very excited about those. Uh, so we have all the fun stuff, and uh, Tally Ho's a, a nice venue, and be plenty of beers and such. So yeah, come on out. Uh, tickets are on TallyHoTheater.com. I hope you're making plans to slide on by. I think doors are at seven. We'll have some live music from you there from Evic. Ronnie Danger Ted will do five to ten minutes to stand up for you, and then we'll get up there and waste. Do all of this stuff. All of this great stuff. 60 to 90 minutes of your life that you won't get back. That's what I can can promise It's a good sell. I like that. It is. You're not over-promising. You want to over-deliver. Jimmy took today, uh, Friday, off completely in preparation. Are you excited for the event, Jimmy? It seems like you are. I'm I'm very excited. We haven't been at a venue like this, not to say anything negative towards Flying Flying Ace Ace whatsoever. It's beautiful out there. Yeah, it's been 
two, three years probably since we've done something like It's just this. a different vibe. Yes. It's like, uh, it's great. I love doing yeah. the shows at Flying Ace. Uh, but being in, you know, at night when you're, you know, everybody's kind of locked in in a kind of a concert environment. It's just a different energy. A proper theater does make a yeah. big difference. And we wouldn't be able to do all this shit without Flying Ace and Monk's Barbecue and all that good stuff, our presenting sponsors. So hopefully some of you guys are making plans to come on out if you're listening to the fucking uh, free show, you chinsy bastards. Uh, <laughs> this is the first you're hearing about it. You can come out to a live show tomorrow night if you like Telio Theater. Dot com. Real quick, uh, this is going to be a sound as about as horish as anything I've ever done, and I'd like to apologize to you in advance, Goats. Fine. I'm so well. excited. I need uh, one of the 27 people that are viewing on Facebook right now. I need you to Venmo me $100. <laughs> we'll wait. All right, then. Does, is, does the show not go on huh? until that happens? or is that... I'm going hungry. <laughs> I don't mind sitting in silence till you Venmo me, you chintzy bastard. Uh, it is at Chad Dukes, so someone doesn't mind doing that. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, at least you get right down to brass tacks. There was no subterfuge. Nope. No. Any, 100 bucks. Yeah, no polish on it whatsoever. Gotta be Just Venmo. Like, hit me. At Chad Dukes. Um... <laughs> I am down bad financially, a way that I haven't been uh, since probably Big O and Duke's evenings, is what oh. I would say, because I always take care of my money. Um, but with the check bouncing situation, uh, that's going to be a ripple effect for for a little yeah, while. I, I would cut say. a yeah. monster check, and then um, I pay taxes quarterly. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have to do that, but. Um, it's about a son of a bitch, and yep. then there is a SEP contribution that I have to make every year, and because I'm self-employed now, the SEP contribution is enormous. Oh. Uh, so I, today, when I bought five guys, I actually looked down at the receipt, and I was like, I don't... You had to think about it. And I haven't had to do that in a yeah, very it, long it is, time. It is an eye-opening experience. Uh, the, yeah. last time, the last time I got laid off, I spent an entire you know summer, I guess it was, I was still looking, and every purchase was... I got to weigh this. And I mean, that's that's a reality for a lot yeah. of people. But when you're, I guess, decently employed at all, you can kind of forget about that. But yeah, it's it, it slaps you across the face. It's going to be fine. And uh, next month will be fine. I'm sure it'll be back to normal. But I, I miscalculated how early in the month it still is. So here's. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Venmo is not for me. It is for Jim. <laughs> I'll just there say that go. right now. So make sure that Jim goes home with a little scratchola, with a little squadoosh. So it is at Chad Dukes. If anyone would like to do it, great. If not, I'm going to piss up a fucking rope. I It's embarrassing what I just did, so I, I completely <laughs> understand. All right. Um, you, my friend, were actually uh, at something that I was watching on the internet, which is How crazy. How about that sentence? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a, any type of a pornography convention. or That's true. Yes. We want to put that right out there. You were watching a local uh, hockey team lose in the first round of the playoffs. That had switched into pay, maybe some sort of pay-per-view model. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I do want to talk to you about Ric Flair's the last match. There's been a lot Excellent. of- Excellent. We watched that together, and there's been a lot of news since then. But uh, you were out at Evo, and I saw you getting some annoying messages. You do a way better job handling that shit. Where people are like, hey, it's a new Call of Duty. <laughs> You're like, uh, this is, uh, wait, wait. there was one lady that's like, wait, wait, is the cat game there? I want to fucking. Now, now. I want to light <laughs> the cat game on fire. I'm so tired of hearing about the fucking cat game. Well, I think one of the reasons it's gotten a lot of run is that it was added to, I think, one of the PlayStation Plus tiers uh -huh. as a, if you're a member, you could just download it with no extra charge. So it definitely 
kind of exploded in the last few weeks in that regard. Now, I may or may not have downloaded said cat game. I, but I haven't played it. This is the least shocking yeah. news it's, of the fucking day. If we day. really want to swerve here, yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> looking forward to playing Stray the Cat Ugh, Game. I think I, that might be the subtitle. I'd like to download Jester the Monkey Game where you actually do a simulation <laughs> on what he used to do with well, the monkeys. Well, it's just monkeys. walking up and down a hallway, right? It's oh, not no, really. it's not. Oh. <laughs> or they sing uh, Pleasant Valley Sunday over and over again. That's, <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Kind of what I would one like of them has do. a knit hat. It's really exciting. Tremendous. Um, in Vegas, right? Yes, the, the Evolution Championship Series is what I believe its official proper name is. Fighting Game Tournament. Yes, Yes, and, it's, and lots I, of fighting games, right? Yeah, the old the, the I don't know if it's still the current tagline, but at one point it was the largest and most prestigious fighting game tournament in the world, um, and this was actually its 20th anniversary of becoming a more of a larger gathering at an, an actual place as opposed to just starting off in an arcade somewhere. Because there were about five or six years where it was just in an arcade where people just got the word and they traveled to it and it got bigger and bigger. Yeah, not no more, Billy. It outgrew it by by a large degree. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Um, there was so many people there. I was watch. I watched. Uh, the is it the final eight? Top eight. Yeah. Top eight of each game. I like tuned in for a little bit. And, oh, okay. Uh, took a peek just because. Which I will say, I'm impressed because I know that some of the games are immediately not your cup of tea King, at all. King of the Fighters is. Okay. <laughs> Horrific, and then I mean, <laughs> Asian countries I've never heard of being represented in the top ten. Like there isn't a an American within a hundred miles of that fucking that can crack that top ten. At least it didn't look like it. And the game looks like it's twenty five years old. Like it, it doesn't look like it's been updated at all. Especially since King of Fighters fifteen literally just came out a few months ago. Right. Uh, I think they were getting into more of a like the company that makes it uh, SNK. They have kind of an old school fighting game sure. vibe to them overall uh they they were definitely at their apex in the i guess early to mid 90s really. i remember snk like cabinets with two or three different games i remember king of fighters because they made the neo geo yes and so they had, had all those the fun stuff yeah and fatal fury and and all of those other games uh specifically the one that i was mostly enamored with was uh, samurai showdown i love that which game. is a blast and actually just had a version that came out in 2019 that, Did uh, it really? Yeah. Does it look exactly the same? No, it looks it a lot looks of big ponytails. Yes. Well, I mean, the art style might big look a little pants. bit the same. Yes, definitely. Yeah. That was the that's what closed out the fucking show, I think. And no, I, uh, that was actually Samurai Showdown did not make the no no the, no the oh, other the other one the King of Fighters no King of Fighters was first on Sunday morning. All right, what was last? Uh, Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear Strive. I don't even know what that is. Which is in the category uh, referred to colloquially as anime fighters. Okay. Because the art style is very anime. That's probably why I didn't. It's wild and over the top. There's there's a lot going on on the screen at any given moment. I watched the Dragon Ball Z for a little bit, and I just was like, I don't know how. That one's, if you're not. I know, but it's so fucking big. Go, like, Dragon Ball Z's been big for whatever it's been yeah. and i just every time i know a lot of people that are into it that i'm that i like a lot of stuff they're into and i just I'm like, i don't understand the allure i don't understand the way that it's animated the way that it just looks with the big eyes and the, the thing explodes up in the air and i was like <laughs> well, it's it's, it's whiff tell me that's one of the games that if you're not into playing it i think watching it can feel a little tedious sure at least that's my opinion and a couple of my buddies we were like yeah well, we don't need to catch this one what it, was your fate i mean i know you're like street fighter mm-hmm. but like what was uh what was like the best moment of your trip um well the I, i'd say well personally the, it's it's hard to really pinpoint a single moment because the the best thing was actually walking into that hall yeah. on, on day one because it's the first in-person event like this, at least that I've been to since 
you know, all hell broke loose back in 2020. But so. it's the first Evo, right? It's the first Evo, yeah. yeah. They were supposed to have one in 2020, and then it got shifted to online, and then it ended up not happening at all, so that was a bummer. And last year, they did it completely online, and it was, yay, we're playing games, but it just wasn't the same, because obviously it's just not the same being, sure. being online versus in person. So having that first moment of walking into the hall and seeing all the vendor and sponsor booths and seeing the giant area with all the tournament stations set up, they had, I believe it was eight main, eight stages with big screens set up throughout the hall. There was one main stage and seven side stages wow. set up, including one for the bring your own tournament area, the side tournament area. So they had time on a big screen at one end of the hall for that. So older games, like older versions of Street Fighter, there was an Alpha 2 tournament and uh, That's like cool. Capcom versus SNK. Like So... Those got a moment to shine on a big screen, and they got streamed as well. So that was that's that's one of the the cool things. Even if you're not a main game, there's room for that at Evo. But just yeah, walking in and seeing the breadth. It was the biggest hall they've ever had. It was enormous. It was looking from side to side. Uh, you, it was a block and a half of yeah. walking just to get from one end. And if you looked and said, "Oh, that's over there," I'll okay. I can. I think I can miss out on that. There, for- there, there, <laughs> were, there were thousands of people. So like whenever they would have one of the finals, I would tune in and. Um, it, it, the, the, the sea of humanity behind everybody yeah. playing like can't even imagine i get i get freaked out playing in my basement you know online against a stranger much less in that environment so it's it's kind of a, an interesting exercise and in just pop culture to see how large the, the format has become the part about it that i wanted to ask you about was this is the biggest one you ever went to um this is I, it's the second biggest one, I think, as far as attendance, but sure. it's definitely the biggest as far as scope was concerned. How many people do you think were there? Um, I would, if I was estimating, uh, including like attendees, it's probably at least like seven grand that went through the hall. Maybe it might have even pushed up towards double digits. Yeah, it seemed like more, at least on camera, but I didn't know for sure. And it um, was so big. When I know on Final Sunday, I think that place holds like 12,000 because it's the Mandalay Bay Event Center where they've had actual boxing matches and UFC sure. events, which is another level of just surreal nature it's a real sporting uh, venue um so uh, this you don't have to really care about watching games to to be able to at least appreciate the conversation there was a dude named rewind he's a gamer and he came in second place in mortal Kombat. yeah so i was watching the finals um and it's actually kind of a lackluster ending which i'm sure everyone was bummed out by (laughs) but um he said this on Twitter uh, two days ago. He said, definitely time for every major tournament to incorporate crowdfunding. Definitely a slap in the face seeing Evo champs make scraps when every game had 60 plus thousand viewers on Twitch. I got second on the main stage and made less than tournament organizers. I love tournament organizers, by the way. Why is crowdfunding not promoted and then there is a big long list of people saying that in the evo 10 years ago they made 10 times the money that they made now um this is of interest to me is in the ufc gets accused of this shit all Mm -hmm. the time um but i I saw a lot of gaming nerds arguing like well what if they took all these superstars out of here and they and they they just had a bunch of nobodies up there in the top eight i'm like well you don't really have a Conor McGregor situation where you got one guy that's going to sell a billion pay-per-views. Yeah. It's the games themselves that people are kind of, and the you know the, the the way that people are executing them. Of course, is a part of it, and I'm sure everybody's got their fans. I understand what they're saying. It's like we're the ones playing the games that people are tuning in to see, but you, you really aren't. You're, people are tuning in to see the games, even though I probably would like those guys and that skill level to be re- rewarded more because yeah. you want them coming back to your your tournaments. Um, 
I don't know. What did you think it, of that? It's interesting. It was actually kind of surprising to see the payout numbers for this year's Evo. They were definitely lower than, Very low. than I've seen. And I feel like I know that in 2019, the numbers were way higher, a lot higher. And some of that, a lot of times the companies will pitch in uh, a few, you know, 10 grand, 20 grand. I think Capcom in 2019, they put in 50 grand to the prize pool for, for Street Fighter. And the whole the whole pot is funded by the number of entrants. Uh, so everybody pays, I think it's $10 at Evo to register for a single game. And that all goes into one big pot. And usually the publishers or the sponsors will tip in a little bit more just to kind of sweeten the deal. But sure they have and, to? Uh, and there's also an option. I don't think that the majors do it, but there's a thing called Macharino where you can crowdfund the prize pool, where basically everybody can donate X number of dollars. Everybody viewing puts in this much, and it just makes it that much of a bigger deal. I think his argument but, is, why is that not promoted more then? But then, but, they, but even then, the essence of that is still shitty because yeah. you're relying on the, yeah. the regular, the general public. The generosity to put that of there. people. That, and look, you're going to get maybe one-sixth of the people that are watching to actually donate, but it would add up to be a nice chunk of change. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting conundrum. I think... I wonder, and this is just my theory after looking at this, was I wonder if this was kind of a test okay. to see if attendance would be worth it, to see if the outcome and success of the event, if a lot of the companies hedged their bets. I know that okay. I know they didn't release uh, any information about a new Mortal Kombat of any kind or any NetherRealm thing, no. but Warner Brothers, in they put in $100,000 for the uh, Multiverses tournament. Which I don't even know how. It's such a random game. I don't even know how. They just went ahead and flooded that with a hundred grand to divide it up between, I think it was the top five finishers, which is massive for a, for a prize pool for a tournament like this, even at its But they're launching height. a game, you know? I mean, yeah. it's advertising for exactly. that. Exactly. And so I, I, I know that a lot of people go like, well, the ticket costs this much to get in. Why aren't the prize pools bigger? It's like, well, it's a giant hall, staff, internet, electricity, venue fees. Ex- I don't know where the answer is. And do they? Not, I mean, I don't. I, how do you gauge how many walk-ups are coming up? You know, because you're saying how many people are just not going to show up because we're coming off the pandemic. Still. Right. It, it definitely the bottom really seemed to drop out of prize pools, especially maybe even just specifically for fighting games. I didn't run the numbers on all these other all the sure. first persons or anything like that but it seems like the, the the pandemic really kind of put the brakes on on any escalating prize pools for fighting games there the, the part about it to me that somewhat if you get into it at all there, there's a, there seems to be an enormous amount of potential right now but nobody seems to be able to just doing my little video game stream there's no this is how you set it up it's, right. Everyone does something different, and then everyone just builds a Frankenstein monster. <laughs> and then there's three different places or four different places you can go to stream. And then, you know, there are sponsors, but none of these guys are rich. I mean, I'm watching them and like paying to go into a tournament that if you do really well, you're going to win 800 bucks. Like, that's just not fiscally yeah. all that responsible. So it does still seem like a bit of the Wild West where you're seeing MMA kind of take form into what it's going to be. And I think hockey and all these other sports already went through this, kind of the reformation. Um, There's these humongous audiences where you're looking at, well, if this thing was on a television station, like how many people would tune in? Like, you know, there's, 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 go look at what's Comcast Sportsnet now? I think it's uh, NBC Sports, Sports whatever, yeah. They have all these shows that, nobody watches like i saw the numbers like no one yeah zero they're filling the air put and on sixty thousand fucking people are tuning in to watch you know two guys play a video game it's like that's not nothing it's not you know it's so definitely not there's a potential there i just don't think anyone has really figured out 
how to fucking maximize what the industry could potentially be worth one day. Yeah, and I think there's there's a few things that are involved in that. One is that a lot of the games, they kind of come and go. Uh, they go in and out of favor sure. as far as their mass appeal is concerned. Um, I think that's, as we talked about on the last Fastest Hour, one of the remarkable things about Mortal Kombat is it's still in the zeitgeist, no matter what happens. Sure. But some of these other games, like Guilty Gear Strive had... Skullgirls. A bajillion... Enter- <laughs> Skullgirls, Jim Jester. Well... <laughs> Not a fan. There were only so, there were enough entrants in, they got that one in on day one. I saw they, it. They went from start to finish. Trust uh, me, I watched it. But um, there are games that come and they're really super popular they burn hot they burn fast and then they're gone so i wonder if there's that that uncertainty level could lead to a little bit of a challenge at least catering a specific game to a broadcast and i also think that if you're doing fighting or hockey or or football you're everyone's doing that one thing yeah like like you're saying there's 500 different fucking games you can pull from it makes it difficult. Like, I would imagine it's easier if, I don't know, whatever the equivalent of Call of Duty is for this shit. Like, I imagine it's easier to package that because it's just, we're doing this. Yeah, there's what the Overwatch League, I think every that, sure. that's a big deal. Right. And uh, there are just there are a, few, a handful of games that have a dedicated league to them, and that's that one game. Didn't so. Oscar pretend to play Overwatch? I think, I think so. it was Overwatch, I think, yeah. I think that computer over there... Is the computer that he claimed to have built to play Overwatch? Oh, nice! The one that we used to run the. I'm pretty sure you're correct. Is it nice that it had high enough specs that we can continue to use it to this day? A little brain, a little little um, aneurysm there. But uh, go ahead, I'm finished. I'm good. I'm sorry. But the the other thing about payouts is it's it is unfortunate that the payouts were so low. I think there are other things akin to the UFC. A lot of these players are getting their own sponsors as well. So there's that aspect of it. So if you place highly, even if you don't get a prize payout that's really big there are still companies that will come and add you to their team and then pay your entry fee or travel so there's that aspect to it which doesn't necessarily i I have no idea what the numbers are on that but that's another revenue stream for some of the more higher profile players that's fine but there's not that many of them that do that and then also it's still shitty it's still you're making a shitload of money off of these guys coming and playing these games which i'm all four, but you know, let's Haley Joel Osmond this thing a little bit. Let's pay it forward a little bit, especially to like you know your top dudes. The dudes yeah. that people are definitely going to tune in to compete. Um, but I thought that was a good stepping off point. It's like if nothing else, let us give out our Venmo or whatever, however crowdfunding we're doing it. Like, like the embarrassing shit I just did at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Speaking of which, by the way, Jimmy, I hope you are thirsty, my friend. Oh, there's, a, there's a couple of people here that are going to make sure. You get a little gas money to get home with. Danielle Connor, if you can believe it. Nice lady, Danielle. Nice lady. Good yeah. Lord. God bless her. Don't ever have kids, Danielle. This show is your kid. <laughs> this show is your screaming fucking juvenile baby pissing and shitting all over itself. Thank you so much That's for the a lot. generosity. Uh, Jimmy is going to uh, please don't belch on. Oh, she's a big Raiden fan, by the way. Ah, uh, nice. Nice lady. No belching on the Free Friday show? Well, no, you can do it. Just not to try to keep it to a dull roar for Danielle. She's Understood. A, she's a nice lady. Yeah, broadcast-friendly belching. Yeah. Gotcha. Go. Hey there, boy. <laughs> Overly grammatically correct. <laughs> hey there, boy. <laughs> a little. Oh, thank you, Jim. Appreciate that. I think that might be where Ant-Man's synapses were firing what? when he was doing old Atlantic City. Oh, you think so? Uh, and then it turned into stalling for time so he could remember what the city was. If you, as we sit here recording this, it has not been released yet. When you hear the episode on <laughs> oh. Thursday, I... 
people who have probably have already heard it now. If you haven't, go subscribe to ChadwickShow.com. I, I have a breakdown that I haven't had. I, I can't tell you the last time I got this angry on the, the show to an extent where I went home and I told my wife, I was like, I'm a fucking animal. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. There's no – it's one of those things where I feel like I was justifiably upset. In the moment. Yes. But then you take it to such an extent where I'm, everyone around me is just – it's awkward and they're looking down and they just want to leave. And I'm like, this is why – this is why everyone hates you, and you need to be in a straitjacket. I wish I could say I have no idea what that feeling is oh. like, but I would be lying through my teeth. It's the worst. Yeah. Well, the, you don't know, but you're not. I've never seen you get upset at anything. You're you talking have, about when I've been acting like a brute. I was, you haven't been around after I've been drinking after a lost hockey game. Oh, so really? That's, yeah, that's usually I my biggest like trigger. See, I'd the, like to see that. Well, I feel like we got to get that on. I know. Somewhere. We'll make sure we book it. And, Especially uh, like, <laughs> of course, it was a lot more, a lot more easily triggered pre-cup. So that, right. that, that raw nerve was just right there waiting to be picked at at any moment right. during the springtime. I think it's uh, you're it, back to the pre-cup it, days. It can show up again. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> that, cup, yeah. that cup ain't coming back here anytime soon. <laughs> um, but uh, I uh, Anthony did something on the show that I blew my fucking stack and yelled to an extent where I just don't think anyone's going to... I think people think they want to hear it, and I I don't think they're going to want to hear oh. it. And at the end of the show, Jester was like, "Hey, everyone's going to load that one there, boy." And I'm like, no, "I don't, I don't fucking think so." Well, Jimmy loves chaos. I know, but it, I mean, Anthony did just get a big tattoo for the show. He's yes. coming off a big heater, and then I was just fucking screamed at him for twenty straight. The minutes. listeners love chaos. No, I don't. No one's going to like this, man. It, it got too real, and I, Othello was here, and he crawled under the table, and it was just it, that's it, his it, mo, though, right? I don't know. It's bad, and I'm not proud of it. And then I got home, I told my wife, she's like, you just fucking text them. You're sorry right now, please. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. There's a level of fireworks that's entertaining, and then there's a level that you go, oh, is, yeah. this, is this all on fire now? Can like, I, what have I burned? Do you think I'm, am I going to ruin it? Well, this isn't going up till Friday, so I won't ruin right. anything for yep. anybody, except this is a weird bit that we're doing right now. Time is a <laughs> Time fu- fucking machine. <laughs> oh, it's event horizon type shit. So what happened was is that Ant-Man months ago brought a impossible whopper in for the bmi and we crushed him because we're like what the mm-hmm. fuck are you doing the bmi is for junk food fun food stuff that people would want to try that's delicious oh man i'm sorry man well like, actually he didn't say that he fought us tooth and nail yeah today yet th- thursday this week's edition <laughs> he brought in a lean cuisine akai smoothie to review <laughs> And uh, I, uh, right, uh, all right, yep, uh, yep, yep, uh, yep, down, yup. <laughs> um, it, it hurts. I I wanted him to admit that he forgot about the segment because we did it a day early, mm-hmm. and that he just pulled something Kathy had in the freezer out of the freezer <laughs> because that's what happened. He went into his, I don't have any drugs in the car officer shit, and I've been through this with him so many times. Right. Like an old married couple, where I'm like, and then what happens usually is the next day he comes back and says, hey, man, I'm sorry. I was, you know, I just, I fell into my, my shit. And I'm like, it's okay, man. But it, it touches a very weird nerve in me. So I, at one point, I'm just fucking screaming at him, like, why are you lying about oh, this? Oh, no. What does it help you? Shit like these that. Are, if these questions had been asked in a normal tone of voice, in a somewhat maybe even caring was, kind of way, it would have been acceptable. It was way too much. But the volume level adds another layer 
Yeah, it was bad. That's um, unfortunate. So if you're listening to the, if you're listening to this live on our Facebook, if you're a Facebook subscriber, you probably saw that already. And if you're not, it happened yesterday. So go fucking. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know how that it's works. It's there for the listening. It's there if you like. It'll it. be there tomorrow. Um, no, it won't well, be by the, the time people if, hear this, if you're listening Damn live it, on yeah. Facebook, yeah, you I'm fucked so up, yeah, Jester. I'll tell you what, you know what? It won't confuse you. Drink for Corey. Oh, hey <laughs> Drink for nice guy Corey Rita. Thank you, nice guy, for the uh, Venmo. I've got the gas money here now for Goat and Jester. Oh, everybody, look at that. Everybody was very, very generous. And I needed it. That's true. Goat almost didn't fucking make it here. You should make a goat fucking pound one of these guys. Oh, heavens no. That's right a bad now. idea for us all. <laughs> it's not a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. Say something about Ally Afraidy and Goat will just fucking take yeah, a swing at then you. Then it's all over. <laughs> I saw Ally Afraidy kissing a dude. What the hell are you? <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Oh, uh, hey there, boy. Nice guy, Corey. What? I like that. We switched up the protocol a little bit. I don't understand. Is that a new bit? Where it's he says a dedication. The name? Yeah. He also used his DJ voice. Did you hear it? Yeah. Nice guy, Corey. <laughs> oh, 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 that's bad. There might have been a droplet or two. Can you, can you not do the bit where you throw the burp at me? Like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That is fucking gross. Fireball and orgasmo. That was, that was more like, of the spittle. Remember? All, well, is, oh. that, is that better? Yeah, I did, that's a hundred times worse. You, there's some Purell back there. Do you mind, Wes, grabbing that? You, and you know, actually, like, putting it into a little container and lighting it on fire. So, so, so gross. <laughs> I mean, he's so nice, but he's so disgusting. All right, very good. He's um, very comfortable. All right, Jim, you owe one more. So not you don't have to do it now, but just uh, let me know when you're ready. Put that right. one in the hopper. Very good. Put it in the hopper. Um, go ahead. I sent a couple things over to you that I wanted to discuss. You did. Um, which, again, this is just a fun Friday episode. I felt like we could all just chill out. And Speaking of Friday. Yes. Is there a Friday carol? You know, it's interesting you said that. We wrote a nice little ditty for the Friday song, but I didn't know if anybody would want to hear that because... You know, we've played it every Friday since, but Friday, I oh, Friday, Friday, oh my day, hallelujah, hallelujah, it's Friday, the weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me, we'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slags, hallelujah, hallelujah, and sit around the house in a rotten underwear, hallelujah. Delightful, wrote, thank wrote, you. Wrote that and performed it ourselves. Ah, it's tradition Sorry. at this point. Came up with that. We also have a, a brand new bit coming out called Sergeant Fury. And we also have one <laughs> called... Uh, Shh, don't, oh, give, yeah. don't give too much away. <laughs> Clinton! A um, couple of things I wanted to uh, discuss with you. One is, did you get a chance to watch Prey yet? I did. Now, did you watch Prey or Eat, Pray, Love? Because I know that's one of your favorites. Um, I watched the one with an E in the middle. Excellent. So, yes. Um, apparently, Prey is the biggest premiere ever uh, for the Hulu brand and has already broken all records for viewership for the streaming service. I did not even know that I was uh, a Hulu subscriber. <laughs> um, so, Is it included in a bundle somewhere? Or are, you just, are, are, are you not the controller of the subscription? A lot of murder docs, from what I've been told, on Hulu. So okay. I think the wife... <laughs> so that ranked high enough to make the make the cut. That's why I'm groveling for Venmos. Uh, I see. Yeah. Every time I think we don't have a streaming service, I check it out, and we do. Lo and behold, it's <laughs> um, already logged in and everything. So it is... Uh, I guess it's a direct prequel to... Um, I don't know how many of those Predator movies, because The Predator and Predators, I don't know if they're in the same cinematic universe. Yeah, I don't know if it's one of those things where they're wiping the canon slate clean. They should. They absolutely should. I guess it was Terminator and Halloween, most notably, at least as far as I know. Um, 
it, it, it did very well. And I guess they, they add up the minutes for how many people. Um, it outpaced every other movie and television series to have ever premiered on Hulu's wow. platform across its first three days in release. It did it in three days. Um, so I don't know what that means. I don't know what shows Hulu has. I don't watch Hulu, so gotcha. difficult for me to give it context. They're excited. They're already talking about a sequel for that bad boy. Um, well, first, what did you think of the movie? I dug it. I had my biggest quarrel with I felt like it was a little too long. I felt like okay. it, it, because they gave my biggest thing. You saw so much of the Predator so soon. Sure. It felt like we should have moved on to the end game a little bit faster. Um, I think that was one of the things in the first in the first one specifically. And I don't know if they could have done it this way. The first one felt like it slow played the reveal oh, a lot more. It was more of an unseen menace. But we all knew what it was going in. We saw it pretty early on. And so maybe they couldn't have slow played it a bit more. I feel like they had to put in a little bit of filler. To, uh, to get us to that point. But other than that, I thought the action was solid. Uh, I know you gentlemen, uh, you and Tor discussed it a little bit on the show, and you know there were some hits and misses as far as the CGI was concerned. Sure. Uh, I think the resolution uh, at the end of the movie was pretty, was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, I dug it. I dug it overall. Dug it, certainly. My, my whole take was way more than I thought that I would. Yeah. I mean, everything about it to me looked, it was like it was poorly made and constructed. The imaging wasn't very good. The, the casting seemed questionable to me. It seemed like they were very, very, very much consumed with um, promoting the fact that, it, that, that there was a certain level of representation. I'm like, well, that's good. I think everyone would be okay with that. Is it a good movie? It was. It's a good movie, and it's a good Predator movie. Um, and I am interested to see what they do. With the next, I, I think that it's uh, it's a good thing to resuscitate that creature yeah. and that franchise because, you know, I've said this for my whole life. I think Predator, the first one, I mean, you can put Aliens or T2 or anything else you want in there. But as far as a sci-fi action movie, pretty damn close to perfect. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. One of my, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, already annoyed about the dog shtick. Uh, everyone likes the dog, and I get it, but everyone thinks they're the first person to say they like the dog. Ah. I think it was Fan of Radio that pointed out every single cast member, whenever they're doing any press for it, they're asked about the fucking dog. You saw, you, I'm, I assume you saw the headline that said the dog got more scenes because the, oh, the director sure. loved it more. Sure, so. sure, sure, sure. Which is fine. The dogs are, are dog fine. Dog was just fine, yeah. Um, but also, it's like uh, people like dog. It's kind of idiot fuel, too, <laughs> also. Um yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon to see that movie be what it is and kind of mean what it's meant to that franchise. Because now all the idiots that don't know anything about Predator are going back and kind of watching the movies right. and checking them out. And I like how it kind of directly linked to Predator 2. Um, so I, I'm, I'm happy that those creatures, because they've just all suffered so poorly with all the stuff that's come after the yeah. 90s and 80s. I'm glad to see there's still a market for them. Yeah, I had a couple of questions uh, for you. Uh, sure. When they make a sequel, which clearly they're going to of at this course. point. Would you rather they maybe go like a hundred years in the future? Like just do a different time period for each visit of the Predator at this point? I don't know how much time you spent with the Assassin's Creed franchise. Mm -hmm. um, I played a couple of the games. I think uh, the last one I played, it just felt like checklist the game. Yeah. So I kind of mm -hmm. got a little bit, a little bit overwhelmed. Of that. Yeah, um, I have a huge love hate with those games. I feel like every other one is one of my favorite games of all time. And they follow it up and I'm like, this is unbearable it starts off the mechanics are so fun but by yeah. the 30th time you've done the same animated dive off of a giant spire you're sure. like i've done this can, but we, can the, we move on the cool thing is is like well how are they going to do this in egypt like what am i going to jump off of in greece like when they do this in the 
you know, for Vikings, where right. am I going to in North uh, Greenland or Iceland or wherever it was? I forget where it was. Um, how, were there tall buildings? Like, how am I going to jump off the roof? I would love to see that where it's we pick a different time period with a different level of technology. Yeah. And the predator shows up and we have to deal with the fact that it's here now, as opposed to when they were just. I felt like for the the most latest sequels, it's like, well, let's just remake the first Predator because that's the one everybody loves. Because even Predator Two is supposed to be in the future. You know, it's it's, right. it's a futuristic film when it comes out, which I think it was actually 1997. Yeah, it's, it's, to be. it's the future past at sure. this point. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that part of it I think is uh, incredibly intriguing if they wanted to bounce around. Another thing is that they wanted to, you know, just keep read. going back. Yeah, go back right there with this cast i mean i'm sure she's gonna be older and there's gonna be different characters because all the dudes certainly died um <laughs> yeah like i think that they could do either of those and, things. and one of the things i saw was like does the predator only visit the western hemisphere it would seem so could could, could there be room for something in europe or around the mediterranean somewhere because yeah, that could be kind of cool we'll also like do like some sort of yakuza movie where it's modern day yeah you know wherever that would be in hong kong or tokyo i don't know where you would film that um because like when you get into the urban environment that to me seems really intriguing because where does it hide where does it go how do right. people like people have phones now like how would they deal with that um i think that sounds kind of interesting as well that could definitely be appealing and the only other thing i wanted to ask is did you have any trouble reconciling the fact that they had advanced optical camouflage and the laser tracking dart system but didn't have just a firearm or a laser. It was troubling that in some ways it felt like they wanted the predator to seem more primitive. And then in other ways, he actually seemed more advanced. Had to be the predator still. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the camouflage, if you recall in the original predator movies, if he gets wet, it starts sparking. You, and you stuff. see yeah. him. And then his camouflage was perfect in this movie. And I thought he was, they did a good job finally of making him. He was big and he was like kind of lanky. Um, I just felt like his body type was pretty cool in this as well yeah um but i missed the big the big trope where the you know thing comes off yeah the actual mechanical helmet instead of like whatever the the bone shield i guess that was that he had also predators need whatever their atmosphere is like that's a whole that's a thing where they need to breathe whatever they don't breathe oxygen so that part of it was kind of weird too i'm like what he doesn't need that is he a different species maybe maybe there's answers to those questions yeah so there were some nerdy nitpicks i had but other than that yeah it was it was fun enough that i'd be like all right it's cool Let's go. It goes back to something we always say on the Fortress Film Society where it's like, you beamed the Predator movie to my fucking house and it didn't suck. Right. So it's like, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I'm ready that. to let yeah. this happen. Yeah. Pretty happy about that. Um, the other thing was, uh, not to step on all the movie topics, but I did uh, send you this as well. The um, movie web, which is very hit or miss, but they uh, they crank out a lot of headlines. If you're looking for a movie blog they're constantly posting shit and they're not nearly as insufferable in my opinion is a at least screen rant the rant yeah just awful oh there's some really <laughs> bad uh really really bad movie websites out there um they put out a, a sheets versus wawa type deal where it's um what's a better movie there will be blood or no country for old men i assume it's because they came out the same year um and at first i was like there's no answer to that like i can't I can't give you an answer to that. Those are two of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. And I believe Daniel Day-Lewis won for Best Actor and No Country for All Men won for Best Picture. I believe so, yeah. Um, I think the only thing you could boil it down to is this is an, a point that doesn't need to be argued, but just for, for entertainment purposes. I, I don't know how to rank a 
one of the greatest performances an actor's ever turned in is Daniel Day-Lewis's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Plainview, yeah. Daniel Plainview against what I think is a, a better movie package as a whole with an ensemble cast and a more just the movie blood's very entertaining but it's also it's brutal like he is a yeah. fucking asshole like you're following an asshole for two and a half hours <laughs> that does assholeish things oh, all the time ever escalating assholeish things yeah and like in in no country you can root for tommy lee jones you can root for james brolin like yeah. you can be interested in uh, antoine chigurh and- i was gonna say i think if you're in a specific mindset you could root for chigurh as it's well weird yeah, yeah it is weird because he's just such a compelling like unstoppable figure and he has his internal morality like yeah. he has a set of rules that he plays by and he doesn't see what he's doing as evil he's just like well this is what has to be done it is difficult to root for him when well everyone's dead and he goes to the wife's house and murders her for no reason <laughs> okay so maybe it's a hit or miss situation i love but, it trust but me yes. i'm with you yeah uh, he, when he kills steven root in the fucking uh the oh. office too it, it's really great by the way, put Steven Root in everything. I, I love him so much. I, I feel like he's in most of everything, and deservedly so. And by the way, people were like, who who should we cast Bill Dotrieve as in the live-action King of the Hill? I'm like, Steven Root. He exists. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. Just put him in there, give him a staple, or he'll fucking murder. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'd make an, an argument for either. I guess that would be my argument, is that one is the best performance I've ever seen, and one might be the best collective ensemble movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's really hard to to put a, a, a real finger on it. I would lean toward uh, No Country. Interesting. And I would lean toward No Country because I feel like I could show that to anyone, and they would be enthralled by the story, by the characters, by the events as they unfold, where I feel like if I put There Will Be Blood in in front of 50 people, I'd say... Half of them would be fascinated by it the whole way through, and I think uh, there's a good chunk of them that would go, oh, I don't want to watch this. This is making me upset. Mm -hmm. And while that is a good quality, that's something to be said for evoking that kind of response. Sure. I think if I was going to be put to a decision on this, I would lean towards No Country just because it has a bit more of a well-rounded movie experience and that is grim even though it's pretty grim um and then it's some really good uh character actors too like the the guy that's working in the gas station oh yeah call it and then the woman that's in the uh the hotel that's got two double beds (laughs) like i love so many of those characters uh real quick jester yes um i know you're in a bit of a rush uh when we got here today but you want to go ahead and take a look at the uh, screen up there you notice anything off about the uh presentation on facebook what do I see that's all Maybe Good will see it. He's a bit fastidious. No, 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 no. There's nothing physically with uh, me or with the, the Fortressaurus. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, yeah, fuck me. Yeah. I spelled solid wrong. God yeah, it's tough, to, it's tough to misspell I, solid. I thought maybe it was in reference to your plea earlier. Sold dude, because I yeah, sold out. The, I, am, I am in the Fortress of Sold <laughs> Dudes. I'm in the real big fish of fucking uh, <laughs> of, of podcasters. Yeah, the thing about Jimmy, it's either, he either puts up Fortress of Solid, solid Dudes or Fortress of Sold Dudes. Man, if we'd gotten both of them tonight, yeah. I'd, I'd gone away happy. Um, fan of radio said, "I saw there will be blood once. Didn't like being bummed out for hours." Fan of radio, but but I, that's but that's what I'm getting at. I really before think, you jump all I, in, I, I yeah. think he should stop watching movies because it's not doing him any good except making him dumber. And if now, you, has he seen No Country for Old Men? I'm well. If he hasn't, then he's listening to the wrong fucking show. <laughs> what I would say is, if you can't appreciate 
that performance is plain view and there's there's some just spectacular i'm gonna bury you underground eli when he smashed him into the fucking ground and the whole scene where the dirt the oil derrick fucking explodes it's so masterful yeah oh it's just fantastic he blows his brother's head off uh it's just a bunch of great shit i wasn't by the way what does it say about me i wasn't bummed out at all that whole movie i was also just (laughs) thinking like maybe you pinpointed the blowing your brother's head off thing a little bit too sharp oh well i don't yeah there's times i I was about to say you have had your differences (laughs) i know this but there's times when i considered it Uh, i rewound that about 17 times one night (laughs) who's mad are you i uh i love that fucking even in the beginning when the big spike falls down and kills there's a lot of crazy uh explosions of weird violence in that movie and then follow Following, followed by really desperate silence. Absolutely, that's the where you're just that tension ratchets up to a, a surreal degree. Like just falling down a hole at the beginning when he's out by his damn self. You know, what like, I, you know, what I compare oh. it to goat is when you're watching a sporting event and the guy knows when to shut the fuck up. You know? Oh my god, yes. There's those announcers, and I hate to say Mauro Ronaldo because everyone loves him, but he just he's just a fucking buzzsaw the entire event and he never takes a breath and he's always on like it sounds like he's on coke the whole time and i'm like dude just fucking let it happen chill let out. it breathe yeah and a movie we talk about silence a lot with movies i think we talked about that with um sorcerer yes where silence can be so powerful when there, used correctly yeah there were moments with no score and, yes. and when the actions and sounds of what's happening on the screen are allowed to kind of take center stage, it can, like, score is an integral part of setting the mood, but sometimes it can be a little heavy-handed. And Completely so agree. if you've set it up right, you've set the stage, and now the stage is right in front of you to, to give you what it's supposed to be giving you. This is incredibly awkward after I just slandered him and said he should ever watch movies again. Uh, thank you to Fan of Radio for the beautiful Venmo hey. that he sent in. I really appreciate it. <laughs> We're all taking a nice little sip for you, my friend. Watch whatever you want. Watch whatever horse shit you'd like to watch. He was posting about Teen Titans the other day, and I'm like, you just must enjoy it. You just must wow. enjoy what gets said. But uh, thank you so much for the uh, donation. Very, very kind. And Jester, if you are ready, we do have one that is shotgun worthy. Mr. William Chesley. A good old Billy Dilly, Bill Chesley. <laughs> nice enough to send us a monster donation on Venmo. So thank you so much, sir. It's a lean week for your pal. And as you can see, I don't know much about lean, but we uh, we appreciate your support like Bartles and James. Nor do I, but I know about drinking. All right. You're, well, you're a sold dude. <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> hey there, boy. 55 minutes into the show. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. What, what was that? What was the, what was the whispered thank you? I think it was the Lord because he's... <laughs> I made it. He's here drilling. He's drilling beers instead of, you know... Anything else? Yeah. I won't say what, but See, so many other things. <laughs> I heard that you have so many things that you could be saying, but that you don't, and so that's really a good oh, thing yes, about it. Oh, yes, a spider yes. clamp taught us that. <laughs> Jimmy, you better kiss his ass, because he can fuck your life up. <laughs> what? What do I know? The only thing I know about Jim is what Jim has told me. That is it. What did you think about that, Jimmy, when he said that? During Christmas, no less. It, it really didn't hit me at the time. Going back and re-listening to it, it was like, huh. Because you didn't think clamp, clamp doesn't yeah, seem to be wired that way. Yeah, I think I think Jimmy might have been mesmerized by the neon sign yeah. as it was being unwrapped, and he didn't really hear any words for a few minutes there. Sure. By the way, are we going to hang that neon sign in here? It is on my to-do list. It is? Yes. All right. I'd like to get that hate air boy list. I was looking at uh, somebody put up a list of, um, it was uh, an itinerary. Well, not an itinerary. It was a... Uh, 
What is it? We have like a punch list, like a fucking piece of paper. With Just a, a checklist? I guess. It was all the Dolphins quarterbacks that he's watched play in his entire life. Oh, oh wow. And I looked at it and I said, oh, this is why Spider Clamps is weird as he fucking is. <laughs> he's had to deal with this shit. Um, now, the question is, though, do they put the graphic of all of those quarterbacks up during every Dolphins game oh, the way they do with every Washington game? With the Washington game? Redskins Starting quarterbacks team, in the commandos. last 12 years. It's like you got 30 seconds of the broadcast to fill. Here's this cherry. It is weird because for the Browns, they do a different bit where they have the guy that has the jersey where he duct tapes the names off of the side of all of the different quarterbacks. (laughs) So, yeah, they just kick dirt. I always wondered about that, too. And I'm like, this is your product. You know, this team, you want people to tune in and watch this team. Like, continually pointing out. like, Look at how terrible this team's been over the last 20 years. Why would anybody even bother tuning in, much less sitting here and watching us talk about how bad they are? Go over to the A team, because we're clearly the B team. It's almost like you're hitting them on the sidekick right before the broadcast. It's like, I don't wait. Maybe talk up the team so you're like, hey, if you're just tuning in, here's somebody that you could watch you might be interested in. (laughs) We know you're only catching bits of this one on Red Zone because nothing else is happening anywhere else. Sorry. Fucking very weird. A very weird way of marketing your shit. (laughs) We're at least getting paid to be here. You're the sucker. (laughs) Not for long, though, because I'm Kenny Albert. They're going to boot me the way they do at the end of each and every year. Um, I didn't mean that. Um, I'll be back to calling Redskins preseason games with Joe Theismann next year. Let's do this. Um, Goat and I uh, watched uh, the Ric Flair's last match, and uh, I think we both enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, we enjoyed it. and the card overall was phenomenal. Great, great, great. Very well put together. And even Flair sitting there almost dying. There was, uh, <laughs> it certainly was entertaining, and I again, I thought the other three guys, I, I hope he sends them an edible arrangement oh, yeah. every month Steak for a Steak dinner month. for everybody, yeah. Really did a tremendous job, all three of those other dudes. Um, and then everybody else involved on the outside as well to make it happen. Um, Flair came out on his podcast, and uh, he admitted that he passed out twice. During the fucking match, which is crazy, Um, including the high spot uh, goat where, and I think you and I even were talking about this as it happened, where they're trying to hand him the knuckle duster, the brass knuckles, so he could pull off the dirtiest player in the game bit. And Andrade is actively forcing them onto his fingers and holding the hand up. And also the hand that he's putting them on, you know, is going like Gene Wilder's hand in the fucking blazing saddles. (laughs) And you're like, uh, is he all right? And yeah. I guess he was. Uh, he claims he was out, and that Andrade woke him up both times. And and the first time it happened, he said one of the reasons why it didn't go as well as he liked is because he didn't know where they were in the match. Wow, because he had been unconscious. Now he claims it's because he was dehydrated. Um, and I guess Flair is kind of open about how much he drinks. Um, and certainly I follow him on social media. I haven't seen him without a beer in his hand. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but he's on social media, so I don't know. But he's. 70,000 years old, and he's Ric Flair, so if he wants to have some pops, I'm not going to tell him Oh, sure. But the story that he told was that at the end of the match, he he had a six-pack of beer that he was carrying around, and the Undertaker grabbed it out of his hand and said, you're drinking two jugs of Gatorade before you have any beer whatsoever. Good man. Yeah. By the way, yeah. He was also the one who was most visibly concerned about him at ringside. Remember, he mouthed, are you okay? Yeah, which, again, I mean, that just... not to add to the lore of The Undertaker as a human being that's respected in the business, but there's a reason that guy was, you know, top dog in the locker room for forever. Well, first of all, to be there. Yeah. You know, like, Shawn Michaels wasn't there. You know, there, there's a big, long list of people. Yeah. Triple H wasn't there. Batista wasn't there. Like, there's a big, long list of people that I'm sure owe 
Ric Flair quite a bit. Um, the Undertaker was there. You know, Mick Foley was there. SummerSlam was in town. Like, I'm sure a lot of people could have showed up. Absolutely. Those are the guys that did show up. Um, th- like, a week later, I guess, Flair is involved in some sort of a fucking... I think Andrade is wrestling uh, Caribbean cool Carlito. And uh, Carlito's dad is there. And they, okay. they get into it. Did you see the spot? I did not see the spot, it's, but I... It made Ric Flair's final match look like Razor Ramon fighting fucking Shawn Michaels oh, on the ladder for the Intercontinental oh, Championship. No. It's regrettable. Now, the good part about it is Flair, the first part is he just has to get mad, take his jacket off, and stomp around, which is just... It should be in the memory banks, the muscle memory, even when he's completely lost all other faculties, he should be able to do this. And also, people that shit on Flair, Ric Flair has entertained me more by taking clothes off than most wrestlers <laughs> will in the ring their okay, entire career. I'm glad career. you said wrestlers. Cause, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, him getting mad and throwing his jacket into the crowd or taking the alligator belt off and throwing the, it into the crowd. The stomping on it is just one of my favorite bits as Elbow well. Elbow dropping yeah. a shoe. Oh, my God. I, I don't, it just... <laughs> It's it's always going to make me happy. Um, there's some really regrettable punches that happen after that, though. So he apparently is all ginned up. Uh, he's it, I don't know. I, I, well, what does he said? He said he was uh, trying to cut water weight so he could make his fighting weight. Which I was like, I, is there a weight restriction? Also, you're wearing a shirt. You're in yeah. your seventies. Like, what, what are we talking about also, here? Nobody cares. Also, yeah. it's yeah. bullshit. The, yeah. You're not. We saw him. This, there was something going on. You don't have to tell us, but we're not stupid. It was when Jeff Hardy came out and TNA and they had to Just fucking took the tumble. Yeah. He had to walk around the, the ring for three minutes trying to throw the goddamn shirt out because they had to eke an extra three minutes out so the people <laughs> to get the pay-per-view money back. <laughs> Did you have you ever watched that recently? Uh, not recently. It's been a few years since I queued that up because it was I mean, I think it was definitely making the rounds. After right. Jeff Hardy's last, uh, fan of radio with John should Law. not watch that. If he's disturbed by there will be blood, don't watch fan. Don't watch <laughs> Jeff Hardy wrestle. It's actually thing. really a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. But the part that I did, and for those of you that aren't wrestling fans, Jeff Hardy is a a, a notable fuck up, like uh, a guy that's had a lot of problems with drinking and drugging and all that stuff. And he came out to wrestle a championship match at a pay per view against Sting, fucked up off of his fucking glory. Yeah, and so but not a little bit. No. Um, the part that I forgot about in that whole thing is that after Sting hits him with the Scorpion death drop, he goes to pin him, and Sting puts his whole oh, weight on him. He because, pins him. Because Hardy's trying to fucking kick out because mm-hmm. he's all gacked up. Because <laughs> that's that instinct, because the match is supposed to keep going. Yeah, that's Sting. I forgot about that. I, that was the part that stood out to me the most the first time I watched a clip, because everything you hear about Sting is that he is one of the nicest and most amenable guys, but... If you run afoul of him, oh, he's a pro's pro. I yes, think, too. he respects people who respect him and respect the business. So if you show that level of disrespect, then he is he has no patience for it. Yeah, and I and I appreciate that to to a degree. Completely agree. Um, to go back to what we were talking yeah. about, though, um, dehydration. The the, the fucking. Pay-per-view did amazing. Like the gate did better than really? they thought. It, they, well, because they did have to move it to a bigger venue, right? They did. That was yeah. It, it was almost ten thousand people there, wow. and then it did. Um, it's the biggest non-major league. It's it's the biggest independent pay-per-view that's ever happened. Is, that's, is what it is. That's incredible. Yeah. So, what I would ask you, Goat, mm-hmm. is that um, what is that guy's name? Conrad. Conrad. Yeah. 
I, I don't even know what his last name is. But God he bless is, him. I'm uh, not hating. He I just, feel like his last name might be Conrad because I believe his Twitter handle is Hey Hey It's Conrad. Sure, so. and God bless him. Uh, but he is every fat mark on earth is jealous of that guy. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he's living the dream. I, he did what we all want to do. We saw him. He did, I think, a guest PA spot at a Nova Pro show oh, yeah? we all went to. And, yo, yeah, was that, I there? Yeah, it was the one where the guy who has all the tattoos was looking at us, and we thought he was actually going to kill oh, us. Oh, that guy yeah. was terrifying. Yeah. Um, and so, I love that guy. So Conrad was there, and I believe Thami was uh, just like, oh, this guy. And we didn't, Oh, we Thami, didn't, that we, is... We didn't. This is what that's the apex of a guy Thami would hate on. You know what I mean? Because he's here yeah. doing this, and yeah. So that was my that was my memory of him when I first saw him in one of these uh, really notable podcast situations where, oh, he's not just on this show. He's like the producer. Yeah. He runs this network. And gets them advertising. He's in gets with these all these people. Paid, yeah. So yeah. So good for him. Good for him. Um, but I guess he put together the whole fucking thing which is admirable yeah um, under the auspices of jim crockett promotions which sure. i guess maybe he owns the trademark too now is that what it would the I, I don't know i think that's what the sleuthing I, I saw jim i saw jeff jarrett cursing out his son and said i hated your old man too and i marked out i popped out when i said <laughs> um here's a question i would ask you go not to get too in the weeds with the wrestling yes I know everybody else we might know. already be there um how much of that was a looking factor? And so, if they did another Ric Flair's last match, because the funniest thing would be to look for Ric Flair's oh last my match, God. part two, <laughs> for um, real this time. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be able to get FTR now that they know that like this thing isn't a disaster and it does well. They'll probably be able to get even more talent. Mm -hmm. But how many people were tuning in to see? I mean, I hate to say it, but the car crash, the factor. train wreck, yeah, yeah, to see if the pacemaker was going to give out or some morbid shit. Oh, there's definitely morbid curiosity factor had to be there, especially at the price point because I think it was what thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, and so the fact that it's not one of the more exorbitantly priced pay per views, if you were just looking in to see, well, I wonder what might happen, sure. then that price point's there for you. I think if they did another one, you'd also have a lot of people that feel... And yes, retirements in wrestling are like deaths in comic books. Yeah. <laughs> they aren't meant to last, and they rarely ever do. But I feel like a lot of people would be like, all right, you fooled me once. I'm not... Uh, if you don't do it as Ric Flair's last match, part two, right? then I think you, if you do that, people will walk away. But if you go like Ric Flair presents... If you have him involved in some capacity, but it's not another match, I okay. think you could have that. I just that think that whatever that stable is, where it's like we're gonna not stable, like a promotion, whatever you want to call it, uh, we're gonna bring, you know, talent from every walk Everywhere. of life, and yeah. I think because Flair could probably bring that all together because you did have contracted employees from from guys that are competing right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. AW and WWE most notably. Um, yeah, I think you could pull it off if you maybe had like Ric Flair manage somebody and he was involved in the promotion because there's or a gonna, street fight, like a pre-recorded street fight, exactly cinematic kind of thing, like yeah. they've been doing with, uh, with with like the last couple things that Wyatt did. Yeah, or yeah. like the what is it, AJ Styles versus the yeah, Undertaker? The Undertaker. Yeah. I think you could pull that off. Yeah, just not an in-ring live match. I feel like people would feel hoodwinked by that. I agree with you, but only if if you went to a place that had like if you went to the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> And you're like, you ate your shitty burger and your shitty fries and you leave. You're like, I'm never going back Those there ever again. Those waffle fried nachos. But if you went in there and you're like, this is this is the best waffle fried nachos I've oh ever had God. in my fucking life. You're like, I'll go back to carny ass Rainforest oh, sure. Cafe. So we we'll have to sit over by the big frog that blinks this time instead of, you know, the, yeah. uh, the other animals that swing around. It was so, yeah. Tully and it was stupid Ant-Man. Don't know anything about wrestling. And it's Psychopath Wesley the Barber. Like, we're all sitting around. <laughs> Um and we all enjoyed the shit out of the paper. This is true. So if you told me, hey, all these assholes are gonna get back together and do another one, I mean, it'd get my thirty four ninety nine. I just don't know. 
how much of the casual fan is just not going to be down for it again. Yeah, I think it definitely lends itself more to a watch party than sure. somebody who's just a hardcore wrestling person. Just sitting at home alone crying. Yeah. A lot of wrestling fans <laughs> like that, by the way. I don't know anyone like that. A lot of wrestling fans like that. Um, last thing I had for you, um, beef jerky. I do love it. I love it. It's it's the best. One of the few snacks. You and I could sit here probably. There is a bag of uh, Doritos back there. And mm-hmm. I know you and I could turn that thing inside out. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. You wouldn't even know that anything happened. No. <laughs> well, am I lying? Other, than, other than the tips of our fingers. <laughs> right. Although I guess if we just shake them in, then I, um, we're, yeah, yeah we're I, don't good. Even, I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. turn, ah, lick the bottom seam. Why use your fingers? Yeah, I'm not telling anybody anything they don't already know. I'm mm-hmm. like, what, is it, what the fuck was that guy's name? What was that wrestler's name? They fucked him up so bad, and he was so great. He was a lot, <laughs> it was a lot like Damian Sandow, where he was a ripped dude with like a Jerry curl, and his fucking tagline was, "I'm not telling you anything you don't already know." Oh, and he shit. would come out and he would just like disassemble somebody. Um, and then Vince did something and blew him out, and then we never saw him ever again. Oh, that's unfortunate. Do you remember the dude's name? I do. You know what I'm talking about? I vaguely remember who you're talking about. He wore about, like a, I, a leather trench coat, I think. Oh, shit. Somebody yeah, maybe will know. Yeah, I was going to say, that synapse is not going to fire tonight. Yeah. Um, What the fuck are or we today, talking about? Or today, because it's Friday. Doritos. It is jerky. Friday. It's a time for Doritos and beef jerky. Is there a, And I sell beef jerky at the store. You so do. I, 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 I know this game. It's so fucking expensive now. Um, oh, yeah. Well, meat and the process and the supply, you know, supply chain and all that good stuff. Right. So. And, 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 and I think that people will people bitch and moan about how poor they are until they want high speed Internet or they want a big TV or they want an Xbox. And then somehow miraculous. Oh, they want cigarettes. No disrespect, Jimmy. But like then somehow miraculously. No they, disrespect. They find the fuck. Well, I'm just saying these things that people they, somehow they find the money. There's internal. Everyone has their own priorities. Yes. If you want to drink on Friday night, somehow you're going to figure out a way to have enough money for a bar tap. Um, jerky has gotten so prohibitively, I think, expensive. Like you go and buy, buy shitty jerky. Like you go buy Jack Links. Okay, it's like eleven dollars a fucking bag. Really? I just think I can see that shit. I, people just being like, "This is a luxury that I can't afford anymore." And so we might start seeing the the decline of beef jerky as an know. available snack. I don't know. I feel like there's just been you know there's war on Christmas, war on football. I mean, <laughs> I get so tired of that fucking moniker, but. The war on meat, for whatever it is, there's clearly a large group of people that are actively trying to get you to stop eating meat. Hmm. Um, I don't think anything can be as effective as I'm not paying $15 a bag for a bag of beef jerky. Is it an active price point, or is it just one of those things where commodities have fluctuating values, and this is now just reflecting that as far as being able to make a bag of beef jerky is X amount more expensive than it used to be, so the price has to reflect that? Because I know that I've been more inclined to gravitate toward, I guess, uh, more craft beef jerky over the last few years. Right. Uh, more stuff that's smaller batch. I would agree. Made by people as opposed to giant corporations. That's what we stock. Um, and I know that a lot of those brands that, that you guys have are phenomenal. And they're, they've already been a little bit higher as a price point. But because you're paying for small batch craft jerky. So that I've, I've kind of gotten used to. Right. So if you get like the prepackaged giant bag at the grocery store... That is old trapper. Three times as much as a bag of Doritos, and it's like, well, I I could eat Doritos. That's my point. Yeah. Um, and I think that we're kind of past Atkins and shit, where mm-hmm. like that was all in vogue. So I don't know how much of it was fueled by that. I just, it's something that I myself have passed up on. First of all, like we've had to just suck up. Like not, no one cares. It's just it's when you own a small business. Like, sure, th- people aren't going to pay. As much as that they, 
we have to take less profit when we sell beef jerky. You got to make sure that people will still drop the exactly. coin. Yeah. Um, and I know that we're doing that. I don't know if 7-Eleven has to do that or Wegmans, but it just seems to me that th- like that's one item. You know, we talked about five guys at the very top mm-hmm, of the show. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it hasn't impacted them. Um, I wonder if beef is above that. Like, I just wonder if meat is above whatever the cost of it is. I think it depends on the person. I mean, that's it's again, like you said, it's it's an individual priority issue. I've definitely taken a look at, and it's it's funny because when I was a kid, I was like, oh, meat, meat is meat. You yeah. go to the grocery store, it's this much. And now it's like each week, it seems like between chicken, beef, or pork, like there are one is more expensive than the other, one is more scarce than the other. I guess it. Is there still a factor where, you know, I, I, I was jokingly saying supply chain earlier, but is it still something like that where, you know, the plants aren't able, the, the packing plants aren't able to get out as much as they used to, so this week beer, beef is going to be scarce, and then right. in two weeks pork is going to be scarce because that's just the way it fluctuates now. And that's the way the rest of the world probably operates. We've just had such a bevy of riches in this right. country forever. As you've mentioned, you can always, you can get fruit when it's way out of yeah. season just because somebody's figured out a way well so. sometimes it takes him a while to get down from baltimore to produce the show but, uh this is the wrestler it's sean o'hare remember uh, him? i do not remember him yeah. vividly yes yeah he uh he did not have a good run but he had a lot of potential a lot of potential that dude had nobody gives a fuck um <laughs> all right let's wrap it up we're good so um, buy more beef jerky at please. commonwealth try goods yeah that'd be nice uh subscribe to the chad duke show chad show.com that would be nice too and of course the first and foremost theme of the show today is you need to go to tallyhotheater.com and get your mother effing movie check and get your tickets to the 500th episode of the Chad Duke Show. That'll be this Saturday. Doors at 7. Evic will open up with some rock and roll music and then we'll have a little stand up from Rodney Danger, Ted, and we'll do a live podcast. we got all the exclusive merch we got some giveaways all types of fun stuff goat will be there yes i will promise not to bore anyone with the benefits of rollback net code so. <laughs> oh thank you i appreciate that it's a very difficult promise for you to stick oh, to oh boy uh tor will be there jimmy J, sweet daddy J, or whatever what is your name again sweet daddy jim jim daddy oh jim daddy there he daddy. is yeah sorry about that sweet i like daddy J. I like sweet daddy J yeah, too i do too it's not bad right <laughs> I put that up there. Put it up there as a sold. <laughs> you're a sold dude. Sweet Daddy J. Um, all your favorites. Uh, E-Rock will be there. Ant-Man will be there. Oathman Boucherib will be there. It'll be a shitload of fun. TallyHoTheater.com. Thank you to everybody that looked online to uh, donate on Venmo. Oh, I got to thank, by the way. He did the bit from the fucking studio. I didn't check the donations tonight. My buddy Sean Murphy was nice enough to send a donation over at ChadDukeShow.com. Take a little sip from him. And then uh, all of our donators on Venmo, you helped me out a lot tonight. Uh, fan of Radio, William Chesley, Corey Rita, and nice lady Danielle Connor. You guys are the absolute best. Uh, use the free show to, as, as propaganda. Tell people to watch. We talked about vid, uh, fighting game tournaments and wrestling. No, you know what? Don't use this movies. episode. Movies. Yeah. Everybody likes movies. That's a good point. And yeah. everyone loves beef jerky. Yeah. Farting. There was some of that. There was belching. It's disgusting. Yeah, well, uh, let's not talk. Begging, about groveling, or some of that too. Um, tell people about the show. Leave us a five star review. All that good stuff. And we will see you guys Saturday evening. If the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, I just wish I knew what our sign off phrase would be if we were somewhere south of the border. Oh, so what you're saying is, if we happen to find ourselves down in Mexico City, AMF.